I've never really given much thought to a sweet spot, the place that you just feel like you're in the money. Until I was reminded. Yeah, I have one. Do you? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast. Hey, as I have shared with you guys, I think I reran a previous podcast on my character Eunice. So if you if you didn't get caught up on that, let me just briefly refresh my listening audience. Eunice is a character that I use when I go do uh, some speaking. She's comedic. My kind of style of comedy has been less about the jokes, though I do have some. I tell some jokes. Uh, But it's more character driven. It really harkens back to the style of Whoopi Goldberg in the day or Lily Tomlin um, presenting a character and then punching as much um, comedy into that as I can, funny into that. But I also don't um, leave without some heart tug notations about life. All that to say is that I've been going into schools uh, prior to COVID since about the late latter part of the year in 2016. I've been presenting Eunice uh, for a good long while. I came up with her when I was 15 years old, but this is uh, something somewhat new in my adult life. And as I uh, took off two years, essentially, of doing that, and you know what? I really didn't think that I was going to go back to it. I just didn't think that with the um, the fear of a pandemic and students and the combinations of all of that, uh, masked, not masked, you know, this is a, this is a piece that I would present. I couldn't present it with a mask on. I just did not see that coming back around. Well, lo and behold, it did. Um, some of the engagements that I had prior to, um, the pandemic that were set and ready to go that then had to be canceled. I just kind of left them alone. I didn't even think to go back and, you know, dust them off, but they came looking for me. So uh, Eunice is back and she's back in the schools and here in Arizona anyway, I do travel uh, to other states with her, but here in Arizona, school comes to an end in May. Why? Because hell hits us the end of May. And why would you make a student go to school in hell? Um, I don't know if that's the real reason or not, but it sure sounds good. Nonetheless, um, I am seeing the opportunity this school year to wind down. Those There's a few pockets um, open and available still, but I had a relatively large speaking gig, as people in the gig business say. I had a gig. I had a gig. I had a gig the other night. Yeah, at my gig. <laughs> mm. I sound so silly. I digress. What? You digress? <sighs> yeah. I uh, had this speaking gig for a large gathering um, of students. In my preferred setting, I don't like to go over 150 students. This is sort of a low key 
bells and whistles presentation. It's me. And though I have a um, wild and crazy personality that I've been known to fill a room when I come in with my booming voice, if nothing else, I, um, you know, there's no, there's no video, there's no underscoring music, there's not other players. So the intimacy of a setting for this is really, um, important to me so that I can, um, maintain where this very intimate piece goes. That being said, I don't turn down an opportunity if I feel I can make it work. Well, uh, this crowd was, I think in the neighborhood of, um, probably pushing 400, uh, give or take. There were, um, maybe as many as 350, 375, maybe even 400, um, students there. And when I refer to students, I'm referring to seventh and eighth graders. They were pulled from the unified, um, excuse me, Peoria unified school district. And, um, in this school district, the junior hires are, most often not in a separate middle school. They're part of an elementary school. And I think that someone even said there might've been a few, um, sixth grade students in there. Sometimes they, um, mark off the sixth, seventh and eighth here, but all that to say, so you can get a feeling about the group of students that I had. And then a good 50 ishy adult advisors that were, there as well. So it was a sizable crowd. And, um, but the positioning of the students, we were in a high school gymnasium. They were having an event that went on for a couple of days. I happened to be the, um, special speaker for the event, but they had a lot of things planned into this event. Let me just say that. So I, it was Thursday and Friday and I showed up, uh, a little bit early, as I usually do prior to a gig, a gig, my gig. Um, and I went to go open the door to the gymnasium and just felt my heart flip-flop because the noise and the energy in there was wild. They were playing some games and some competitions. And um, these guys were just hyped up. So in my, um, speaker mind, I was, um, thinking, what the heck am I doing? But, you know, I think that kind of anyway, like it's not like a self doubt thing, but I just can barely believe that I get to do this. First of all, um, that I'm invited into these spaces that they're handing over this valuable time in front of these precious uh, human beings that are in a pivotal stage in their life. And they're asking me to, to do my thing for them. It's just a trip to contemplate that. But anyway, so I was thinking, okay, they're going to be really hyped up and I've got to be captivating all those things that like, you think I'm, <laughs> what business do I have? A moderately middle-aged, I said moderately and I meant it. A moderately middle-aged, moderately chubby, I said moderately again. And that's a lie, but, uh, moderately chubby, uh, 
woman. Um, and what could I have to say to them? Well, thank goodness I have this character, Eunice. There's something about her that is super special. And I'm quick to say, I think most people would testify that I will not take credit for that. It is something that came to me when I was 15 years old in the middle of my own Eunice contemplations. I Eunice is a misfit. And, and if I'm honest about myself, I wasn't a misfit. If we talk in terms of popularity and all of that, I was. I was popular. I was very social. What? You were social? Does that mean you talk to people and even if they don't talk to you? Yes, actually. I talk to strangers just standing in line. So I was super uh, out there and um, covered a lot of ground. I didn't have a... Uh, lane that I stayed in. It wasn't the um, um, athletic kids only, though I was part of that group of friends. And it wasn't just the smarties, though I was a part of that. And it wasn't really the theater people, though I eventually became a part of that. I just sort of loved people as I still do. And I live that way. But so all of that to say, I wasn't really the character that I created, but I am so sensitive um, that um, in observation of a young gal, as I've shared before, that did get ribbed and teased and, you know, I guess bullied a lot in high school. Um, I was inspired by her but the, the the truth of the matter is, is that I think most people will attest to once they've had a chance to see Eunice, is that we all are a bit of Eunice. And I, uh, I share pretty openly. Sometimes I wonder why am I so transparent in front of them? Because I'm just giving them ammunition. But I told them about that feeling that I had when I opened the door, like, what on earth are you doing? And I told them that as I led into just the truth that I sat there for probably 15 minutes prior to them, you know, giving me the platform, the the floor, the the gym floor, the padded uh, gym floor. They sat on padding. I wouldn't have been cool with them sitting on the hard floor. I don't think anyone would have been anyway. Um, but, um, in my sitting there, I just really hoped they would like me. And yes, as a speaker, you would hope people like you. So there was a part of that from a professional perspective and a performer perspective. But really, at the end of the day, let's shake all that off. I just wanted to make sure that they liked me. And I knew that I had that in common with them. I knew that as human beings, not only with them, but the advisors, the adults there. And sometimes if I yank off the tablecloth from uh, the table, I make sure I get all of it, even the adults, because we're not any different. We might, we've lived a few more years maybe, but that's about it. And in regards to this, and so I just shared that I had just a real desire to be, um, liked and yet there was no guarantee that that was going to happen and isn't that the truth 
anywhere we go. And I was absolutely sure they understood me because you could have heard a pin drop when I said that. And this was at the top of the my time with them. I just cut to the chase because I knew that I had to grab their attention. They'd just been wired up on competitions and then here rolls up me. But um, I think when you share from your heart, you grab anyone's attention, you know. Kids have a BS meter, student age. We all do, but I think they really do. They know when you're working them. Um, And then they know when you're risking being vulnerable. And I do think that that is the entree to the kind of audience that I had on Thursday. Because really from the beginning of my time with them until the close, you could, as they say, hear the proverbial pin drop. And as I was presenting to them, first of all, when I was finishing up that vulnerable moment and saying, hey, I just wanted you guys to like me and I have no guarantee of that. And I stood and let my heart pound outside that door thinking, how am I going to compete with that? All that fun they're in there having. Yet, I also shared with them that I knew I was there for a reason and that even in my own self-doubt or my own questions, I was going to put one foot in front of the other and do and be who I am and what I was called to do and be there that day. And actually, uh, per this podcast title, what I'm called to do and be, period. We had... a great time. Eunice got plenty of laughs. And in the quietness of those contemplative parts of the Eunice presentation, I could see watery eyes seated in front of me all across this semicircle of three to 400 people sitting on the floor of a high school gymnasium. And there's uh, something that I do that I close with that gives them an opportunity for us to have an exchange, a a face-to-face eyeball exchange. And in order to be able to do that, I have to kind of get their cooperation in the greater scale. They don't have to participate across the board, but they have to all be, be bought into this initial idea so that I can get the room quiet and private. And it harkens back, I think, to a day from my church days. But um, growing up, I don't know that I've ever really heard this much anymore in my church going, but to put your head down and to close your eyes so that you could give privacy that wasn't necessarily the objective in church, but this is what I ask of them so that you could give privacy to yourself, first of all, but then you're providing a private moment for your neighbor. If your eyes are closed and your everybody else's eyes are closed in the whole joint at my gig, uh, the likelihood of privacy is significant because no one's looking around. And then what I ask them then to do is if they want to, they can look up at me. And in that looking They get to be seen and I get to see them and they don't have to tell me why they're looking. They could be looking just to say, hey, that was fun. Thanks for coming. They could be looking to say, wow, I I am Eunice in so many words and in so many ways. 
Or they could be looking up and saying, I mistreat people and I don't know why. They don't have to confess it to me. There could be lots of reasons why they would look up at me. Will they look up at me? I never know. Did they look up at me? Almost every single one. So by creating this room full of silence and patience, they were giving that gift to everybody to be able to choose whether to have this exchange with me following this Eunice presentation. And listen, do I love being an actress? Yes, I do. It's so fun. It's one of the blessings of my life to getting to do something that I love to do. Do I love this podcast? Yes. I really love this podcast. Um, and this podcast is definitely in my sweet spot. My sweet spot might be a little bit chubby. What? You have something chubby about you? What could ever be chubby about you? My sweet spot. And that's it. Only my sweet spot. Anyway, I digress again, but getting back seriously, the, the opportunity that I have to stand before students, any age actually, but especially students and even especially junior hires. You know, when you hear people say that they work with junior hires and, oh, I taught junior hires and I, I love going, I moved to third grade or, or whatever, you know, junior hires, um, are an interesting age and people will comment on just how interesting they are. But in my thought about them, they are challenging, but I love that. And they are awkward and I love that. And they are sometimes unruly and I love that. But it's kind of like the last stop uh, place to kind of catch them while they're still kiddos enough to not put too many big old walls up, but yet they are still really ready to go and to put some things in lockdown and start forming. They're already forming. They've already formed. What am I, who am I fooling? But you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like looking to the future where they stop pausing for a second to look to the side and see who might be trying to contribute to their lives. And, this happens in front of um, almost every age group that I'm in front of. Even high school students, it just has a different tone. But this happened last Thursday. And I would say fairly, maybe three quarters looked up at me. Um, young men and young women. There was no, oh, the girls do that because they're, you know, maybe more sensitive or... Um, lots of, uh, young men looked up and many mouthed the words, thank you. And, um, and I thank them when they look up, but it's a, I can, I have a, a photographic memory. I think I've shared that with you before. And that's one thing that I say to them too, that by looking up at me, I, they will come back to me. And like right now, as I'm closing my eyes and talking in front of this microphone, you can't see that, but I am remembering these faces. 
And I even remember this one young gal that I looked at her and then I started to move beyond her after she knew I acknowledged her and I thanked her. But then I, I looked back and she was still looking and needing me to look a little bit longer. People, (laughs) I'm going to try not to ball my eyes out right now, but it's in these moments that the that these human beings that I likely will never see again are sharing their souls and their hearts with me. And I can't think of almost anything more honoring and powerful for me to have been blessed enough to get to do. Like I said, this, this podcast is, is, is right up there, but, uh, this unique experience of coming before people is, geez, it's goodness. I say geez because I just almost can't believe it. It's heavy. It's heavy in a good way, but um, I get, I get to do this. This is my sweet spot. And I I know who to thank and I know who to give credit to. And that is God. It is a a God thing, as they say. I've been receiving emails and I did do tell them this. Um, Sometimes I forget. But most of the time I tell them and I told them all, even the crowd of 400 plus that I looked at, I said, listen, email me. I will get back to you. And I will. I'll do whatever I can to get back. Um, I felt a little bit under the weather this weekend, so it gave me some time just to sit back and answer. Sorry, I have the hiccups. Answer a couple uh a couple tons of emails. Um, but I pulled a couple just to read them to you. I will leave their names out of course, but, um, I don't know. (laughs) I guess I'm just sitting here still stunned that I get to do this, but, uh, calling it a sweet spot is, uh, is moderate to say the least. Hello. And they share their name. It's a young man. I am in eighth grade and go to Park Ridge. I was at Cactus High School for plus days. I want to thank you on the amazing lessons about a good character and being a good leader that you shared with us. Thank you so much for all you do and for all you have done. Sincerely. And you know, I thought it was interesting because he assimilated this, that I was talking about being of good character and a good leader. And I didn't really, but I think intuitively, I mean, I didn't use those words, but I think intuitively and with an under a heart heart understanding he deducted and assimilated all that information and knew that in order to 
impact others and just as a friend or a family member, um, meaning simply as a friend or a family member, let alone a full on leadership position, um, in life that, um, there are some things that go into that and taking a look at our character and seeing where we fall in the middle of how kind we are to others or how we treat others, all of that's a part of it. And I just was really kind of impressed that he deducted those things as lessons that he walked away with. Uh, sometimes it gets more of a basic elementary, and I don't mean it as in the school age, but an elementary uh, breakdown. And I just was very, I loved what he said. Here's another, this is a... Um, young woman. Uh, dear Miss Summers, on Thursday, you made me learn a new, amazing and inspirational thing. When we did that experiment, when you had us look up at you, I did. Because I was really enjoying you and thankful that you came. Because you not only made my day, but the days of others better, happier, and more enjoyable. I really enjoyed being there today. Thanks for coming. And then signed her name. You know, who gets that? And then here's a last one I could read and read, but I just pulled some quickly before I started the podcast. Dear Miss Summers, thank you for the inspirational speech that you gave yesterday at the PUSD plus days from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> she got my attention big time there from the bottom of my heart. I want to let you know that you really made my day. I've been having a rough couple days and I finally felt some relief when you talked and when we made eye contact and in that you assured me that everything will be okay. Please keep doing what you're doing. It truly changes lives. Wow. See what I mean? Like, I can't be more humbled and more grateful for that opportunity. And you know, that, that, that's my sweet spot, but I do want to be an encourager to my listeners that you have gifts. And I know that life can just ask things of us that fill our days up with necessity I've got to do this because I need a paycheck or I've got to do this because, and I totally get it and experience stress on many levels, maybe not unlike what you do. Um, but I just want to encourage you to search for, if you don't already know where your sweet spot is, and maybe that can't be what earns you a living right now. Maybe it can, but to spend time honoring you by living in that sweet spot is sort of what I'm trying to say today. It 
is a life-giving fuel. It returns to you. When you're working and living in that sweet spot, it's feeding your soul and feeding who you are. And I have been richly fed this past week. And, uh, and I'm richly fed by getting to sit in front of this microphone and visit with you. And I, uh, don't get to get responses from you necessarily, though. I would love to hear back from you about your sweet spot in just a moment. I'll tell you, I can do that, but I am trusting this medium and I'm trusting that I see that there are downloads and people listening and, um, I just will continue to commit that, um, what I have to share with you will be stuff that you like to listen to. I thank you again. And if you would like to share with me about your sweet spot, I'd love to hear it. I mean, for real, for real, please take a moment. I know life's busy, but I just would really love to hear from you. Go to, uh, terrysummers.com forward slash podcast. And there's plenty of places there that might not say sweet spot, but plenty of places for you to reach out to me in that, um, section of my website, which will be going through a little bit of a, of a, uh, rehab, uh, this summer. Um, just FYI, but, um, again, it's Terry Summers. I spell my name a little differently than most. What? You try to be different intentionally, even with the spelling of your name? Yes. T-E-R-E-Y-S-U-M-M-E-R-S dot com forward slash podcast. So go there or be square. Now I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, being part of my sweet spot. Bye, (laughs) y'all.